Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and this is yet another episode and this episode is dealing with anxiety. And so in the next in in okay, in one of the next segments I'm going to read to you I'm going to read to you what the definition of anxiety is, but if you're living with that with anxiety, you know how horrible it is. You know that it's not at all great. In fact, it's not at all great. No 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 mental health issue is at all great but i just want to tell you that if you're dealing with anything in regards to mental health there is no shame to that it doesn't it doesn't mean you're weak i mean look at jesus he's breaking down before the cross he's breaking down it, it, his mental health is really low at that point his hit like the lowest of all lows probably in all his life and so even Jesus dealt with it. So yeah, and I just want to tell you that your mental health journey is not is not all purely psychological. It's also you can also involve God. God wants to take whatever you're going through, be it something that's happening that's happening in your life or just in your mental health. He wants to take that and he wants to walk you through that. In the process, he also wants to build character within you. He also wants to turn it into a spiritual journey of you getting closer to him, of discovering who he is. And that's what this series is about, this series of episodes. So far, it's three now. And the next, I believe, is going to be like, what are we going to talk about? Um, The next is insecurities. And after that, we're going to talk about self-harm. We're going to talk about, oh, in in one episode, self-harm, addiction, and uh, something else. Um, Oh, and suicide. So definitely stick around for that. So yeah, let's get into the episode. So where is life at? So, life is actually going great right now. I mean, I wasn't feeling great just a day ago. Just In fact, just a day ago, yesterday, on the 20th of September, I was breaking down and my heart was being crushed. It was like in the darkest season of my life, except that it was not perpetual day by day, minute by minute. But just for that, for those, for those few hours and life all of a sudden seemed to get dark so yeah that's where that's where i was but i just want to say that in terms of life i don't know how to explain it i really i honestly don't know how to explain it but right now it's going great right now it's going great because i'm enjoying making this this podcast for y'all um yeah so i have made a bunch of episodes I've made two episodes actually that one was titled sexuality which I thought a lot of people would misunderstand and, and think oh this guy's compromising on the gospel or and another one was stuff I forgot to mention in the last episode and another thing that I forgot to mention okay I didn't forget to mention because it wasn't actually on my mind to begin with but as time went on I started thinking about it that oh I should have mentioned this, and this is it, that you're young, man. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm not implying as if my li- all my listeners are male, but I'm just saying because I, f- I like talking like that. So you're young, and I don't think it's your job. I think this is kind of a side point, too. I don't think it's your job to go on a, on a, on a search expedition. Um, I don't think it's your job to worry about marriage so much i think that every part of your life is in god's hands and you can trust him and even right now you can just take it one step at a time it's not the easiest thing but take it one step at a time and i promise you that god knows what he's doing so yeah carrying on um yeah okay let's go um so as i was saying just yesterday i was breaking down really really breaking down and uh, I was feeling completely horrible but you know I'm, 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 I'm better now because God reminded me that he is a God who fights for me he is a God who is with me 
basically, uh, basically, I don't really mention this at some point in the episode I, again, that basically, he, let me simplify what he said. Stop worrying so much. You worry about many things. And uh, he was like, I will fight for you. Now go live your life. Go enjoy your life. And yeah, that was that. That's just what God spoke to me. Simplified, yeah. That's what He was implying, and uh, I'm grateful to have a God like that. And recently, you know, um, God is God has sent a spiritual big brother into my life, one whom I one whom I, I like I didn't see it coming. So like, like for the past few months, going through the darkest season of my life. I thought, God, I know that I have people in my life, I, and I and I know the relationships in my life where like God is involved, God is working, and uh, like I was like, God, I have no one in my life who is like more mature than I spiritually, whom I can trust, but yet who is at the same time relatable to, and that were young, um, like that, and who is who is like a brother, an older brother because I'm the oldest here at home. So, and uh, I don't know when, because I've forgotten, because like, it seems this year, people have just been random people, <laughs> random people, my brothers and sisters in Christ um, have been sending me friend requests on version, And I saw this friend request on version, and I was like, um, I wonder, who, I wonder who this is. And I was like, oh, another person sent me a friend request. And I was like, okay. And I was like, God, should I, should I let him in into my safe space? Cause like my, my Bible app is kind of like my safe space, like my highlights, my notes, my everything, like my journey, my progression with God. Like, should I let him in? And felt like, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to, tried out and as time went on god revealed to me that remember this was a spiritual brother you asked big brother you asked for and i was like what and i was like oh my goodness i can't believe it and i was like whoa that is so awesome and we've been talking and uh, actually recently um actually recently i told him about about one of my struggles and you, you, of course, I mention it a lot of the times here on, here on the podcast, and so I guess it is like for him being. I've noticed that he's so, he's a Jesus freak like me, you know, and, uh, you know, telling him that, no, seeing that he's more spiritually mature, I believe that God is really working, like in terms of of accountability, that he, God is really working, and I believe that. It's laying that strong foundation that was missing because the way that I was walking in my recovery was that it was as if I was walking on glass, on a glass, on, on a glass bridge. And so now we've, with accountability, the foundation has been laid out beneath that glass so that I can walk and not fall when the glass cracks, you know? Yeah. So yeah, the, it, like I'm, I'm really amazed at the things the things that God is doing. And I'm really excited because God is using me in people's lives in ways I, I, I just never thought, you know, I like, I never thought, I never thought it possible. And um, one of the ways that God is using me in people's lives is through messages. And, uh, you know, I just take like, usually like when I write a message, I, I, I take some time, like get to a place where it's quiet and I start writing and, you know, usually even like with the podcast, I relate, I relate my, from, from my life, I speak what God has been teaching me. And I, and I think that a lot of the times it's just, just tell your story. You could just save someone's life. That's, that, that's, what I'm, t I'm, 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 I'm telling you, just tell your story and, uh, you know, it's amazing. And even like, I know that right now I'm in, I'm in God's perfect plan, perfect will for my life. Even relationally, I'm looking at the relationships of my life that I'm like, God is involved in this. And I'm like, wow, I'm in God's perfect will for my life. And God is working through me and God is working through them. And it's, it's really, really cool, really amazing. 
And not only that, sorry if you can hear a car, you know, going. Is that an airplane car? Yeah. Airplane, airplane. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. And and now, now I feel like I've gone too deep into, like, yeah, this. But there's also, like, other things. Like, I told you about chess. And I can't. I won't stop talking about chess because chess is so good. Um, um, this week in terms of chess, I've been having like the past week. I've been having a horrible losing streak, and I feel a bit discouraged. But I'm gonna keep on going, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep on going. In fact, um, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm 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 gonna play a game, and play another one and another one because boy the the fun of winning is so amazing and also something else i think is, is worth mentioning and perhaps maybe relatable is that i've been i've been really addicted to my phone amazed by the by the piece of technology that it is and uh, what am i doing i am wasting my time and wasting my days and i'm feeling bad about this because it's not a good thing i'm not speaking about it as if it's a good thing it's not a good thing i'm wasting my time wasting my day and being really unproductive on things that I enjoy, I, I actually enjoy, but you shouldn't take the things that you enjoy and try to use them for, for fulfillment. The things that you enjoy shouldn't be for, for fulfillment. They should simply be for enjoyment. Fulfillment only comes from God and enjoyment from the things that you enjoy. So anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm having to deal with that and, uh, you know, by God's grace, um, I'm going to learn to be a lot more productive. But yeah, I'm making this episode and uh, I'm really, really excited to see how it's going to turn out. Let's go. So I'm going to read to you the definition of a bunch of <laughs> things in relation to anxiety. First, we're going to start with anxiety itself. Anxiety in brackets in my dictionary, it's a, it says psychiatry, a relatively permanent state of worry and nervousness occurring in a variety of mental disorders, usually accompanied by compulsive behavior or attacks of panic. You know, recurring, it's here they said permanent. It's like ongoing, perpetual. And I said that we were not meant to live like that. That definition number two of anxiety is a vague, unpleasant emotion that is experienced in anticipation of some misfortune. That is that is very similar to fear because the definition of fear. Let me let me just show you here. The definition of fear, according to my dictionary, is an emotion experienced in anticipation of some specific pain or danger, usually accompanied by a desire to flee or fight. Definition number two of fear is an anxious feeling. So anxiety and, and fear are related. They're similar. In fact, these things, they're interconnected. So back to anxiety. Let me type that anxiety. Um, we have anxiety attack. A sudden acute episode of intense anxiety and feelings of panic and boy do I know about that and anxiety disorder a cover term for a variety of mental disorders which severe anxiety is a salient symptom what is salient represented as leaping the leaping okay a leaping like okay definition number two of salient is having a quality that tr that thrusts itself into attention like the anxiety is so evident, as in anxiety is a very evident symptom. And uh, let me see another one. Anxiety hysteria is a form of hysteria having both conversion disorder and anxiety neurosis. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> um, anxiety reaction, an anxiety disorder character characterized by chronically floating anxiety and such symptoms as tension, swelling, trembling, lightheadedness, or irritability that has lasted for more than six months. Anxiety neurosis is characterized by diffuse, diffuse anxiety and often somatic 
manifestations of fear, but is somatic, um, affecting or characteristics of the body as opposed to the mind or the spirit. <laughs> we just read all these definitions, and let's go back to the original. Psychiatry, a relatively permanent state of worry and nervous and nervousness occurring in a variety of mental disorders, usually accompanied by compulsive behavior, behavior or attacks of panic. Mine wasn't accompanied by compulsive behavior, but definitely by attacks of panics, of, of panic, and uh, um, it felt like death. It felt like no hope. And so now I'm, I'm going to read to you our main passage for this episode. And I bet you know it or you've heard it somewhere. And yeah, let's go. Now, here's our main passage for today's episode. It's Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. In the King James, it says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word maketh it glad. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. That is beautiful. Let's read that in another version. The message says, says this, Worry weighs us down, but a cheerful word picks us up. Let's read in another version. The Passion Translation, one of my favorite translations of all time. Anxious fear. Do you see? Anx anxiety and fear are so interconnected and related. Anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can, can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. The ESV says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. That is... Our passage for today that's what we're going to be breaking down and i and, and i hope that this speaks to you something that's totally worth mentioning again is that if you need to see a mental health professional please do if you need to see a doctor please do because because god works through people god works in many different ways God heals in many different ways. He heals our minds in many different ways. And sometimes, sometimes, the, sometimes, sometimes it, what it takes is maybe like a physical change, like a change of diet or like exercise and stuff. Sometimes it's just, you know, a matter of the kind of thought, the kinds of thoughts that you're thinking of which, you know, mental health experts can help you in that. And the word, the Bible can help you. God's way is not just one of many ways. It is a foundation of all these ways. That's what I want you to understand. God's way is a foundation of all these physical, mental, spiritual, to help you to recover. And so, yeah. Another thing that I think is totally worth mentioning is this, that it won't be an overnight thing. And I mean, it might be, but it's, it, chances are it probably won't be an overnight thing. It's going to be a journey. It's a journey. Walking through stuff, through mental health things, are, it's always a journey. And I just want to tell you that God uses up every little bit of pain, every little bit of pain, every one of those things that you've dealt with, be it fear or depression or anxiety. Do you know that in the translation that we read, the Passion Translation, that these are interconnected, fear, depression, anxiety, and not just those, but even other mental health, even other mental health issues, they're interconnected. And so I just want you to know that if you don't, if you don't feel at peace, you know, just if you don't feel at peace, if you don't feel like you've made breakthrough after listening to this episode, that's okay. This episode is a seed planted in your heart that is going to grow along that this word is going to grow and it's going to help you in the long run to find peace to have that peace but on the way on your way to to recovery and to stability i pray for you that god's peace 
may embrace you and that it may sustain you through and through. Yeah. So we have here in anxiety is that anxiety, anxious thoughts, anxious worry brings depression, but a kind word cheers it up. So we have the cause of depression and we have the cause of depression and the cure for it. So today we're not focusing on depression because I've already made an episode on dep on depression. It's called Dealing with Depression. It's already, if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. But today we're talking about anxiety. So how do we stop our minds from being so anxious and worried all the time? That's what we're going to be looking at. And also, we're going to be looking at the second part of this scripture, which is a kind word cheers it up. A kind word cheers it up. So, first of all, let me go into my my experience with anxiety. So, um, I don't know. A lot of a lot of stuff has happened in my has happened in my teenage years. Um, let me see. So I really didn't deal with much because usually I was like extremely happy, like extremely ecstatic. And of course, it was like near the moment of my first love. So like so like the worship, the discovering of who God is, it's like it exploded. But as time went on, you know, especially especially like towards the towards the end of last year and into the, in the first half of this year anxiety really gripped me i was worried the whole time cuz starting from december 1st a lot of stuff happened on Dece on december 1st is a very important date because i almost lost my faith but thank god thank god i didn't so you know, I just, I just love the way that the spirit put it. He said, do you hear how stupid that sounds? And I was like, you're so right. But after that, I, I was gripped by fear. And I thought, I was afraid that, that some bad things could happen. I was afraid that someone who is close to me could, that could go to heaven at any moment. And uh, I could go to heaven at any moment, of which... I wished it, <laughs> I wished it, but, you know, so like, yeah, I lived in this state of worry all the time, like, worry, worry, what if I didn't do this perfectly, what if, what if this happens, what if that happens, and so I even had worries about, about the future, about, oh no, what, oh no, I don't have much of a plan, God, what if, what if your plans, what if your plans are not really your plans, but they're plans that I've convinced myself that are yours and stuff like that. And I would be so anxious just all the time. And, um, you know, even dealing with like anxiety attacks, like dealing with that you know, even like my my heart is being crushed. So I, I just want to say mental health issues are interconnected. Yeah. So even with that, and I'm being so anxious, I'm so worried that bad things are going to happen. I'm so worried about pretty much anything and everything. And um, my heart was not well. It truly was not well. And it was not at all, it, yeah, it was not at all well with me, but, but it's, but, okay, I, I, I'm finding it hard to put it in words, how, how I came out, so, yeah, you know, as I, I'm, I found myself kind of like going back into that cycle of, of anxiety, um, like over the past few days, really worried about everything kind of, like not really letting go not really letting go and like you know relaxing resting not really resting until i'm sure that something is something is all right so yeah <laughs> yeah it's very very 
you know. So I've already talked about my experience with depression, my experience with fear, and my experience with anxiety is that which is right now. And I remember one day, which was, when was it? April, May, June. Oh, around Easter. Ah, that was such a nice time. So around that particular day near Easter, I remember just sitting on my bed or was it lying like I was sitting I felt like God say come meet me and I went in my bedroom sat on my bed and still with my heart being crushed and uh, then he met me and he started speaking to me that you know I see you I see everything you're doing I see it from the smallest good thing to the biggest I see you I saw you when you did that I saw you when you were kind here, were forbearing there, I see you. And I've not forgotten about you. I've not forsaken you. I'm going to be with you. And just really speaking blessings over my life. And on that day, I cried and cried and cried. And I was, and I was like, God, I'm getting a headache from crying so much. I was like, oh, this is so overwhelming. But it was it was amazing. It was it was life-changing. So from the main definition, our main definition, let me go to it again. Oh my goodness. And just so you know, this is me recording a few days later, about a week later. So back to our definition, and this is what our definition says. Anxiety is a relatively permanent state of worry and nervousness occurring in a variety of mental disorders, usually accompanied by compulsive behavior or attacks of panic. Then we just read again. So I'm just going to simplify it just for the sake of understanding that it usually it, it is some characteristics of anxiety are nervousness permanent nervousness and permanent worry like prevailing or what what is the word perpetual worry and nervousness and um i'm mostly going to focus on on the on the word worry because it's here it said that oh it says end okay but i'm first going to start by focusing on the word worry and yeah yeah so um Jesus says in Matthew, when he teaches the Beatitudes on the mountain um, where he gives his sermon, um, one of the things that Jesus says is, is that do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And when I think about worry, one thing comes to mind. It's the what if thought. What if this happens? What if this doesn't happen? The what if thought is one of the scariest things. And we know that anxiety can lead to depression. And, and so I, I can very much relate to this because um, I had like, and I still have like the what if thought, like what if this is what's actually going on? What if, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember on December 1st, when I almost lost my faith, when I was actually searching for God, um, I remember that the thought that, that the devil brought up, that it wasn't like he was claiming that God's not real, God's not real. He he sneaked into my mind for those few seconds in a very sneaky way, in a very tricky way. And, he, and he, it just came as a thought that, what if God's not real? What if? There is no life after death. What if, what if my religion is false and other religions are right? What if I've believed a lie? And and basically, the spirit. I've already said it like uh, uh, multiple times that that the spirit said to me that, "Do you hear how stupid that sound that sounds?" And to say the way that he said it would be like, "Do you hear how stupid that sounds?" And I was like, you're right, you're right. And my faith was very shaken, but God had a lot of compassion on me in that time that he made himself very clear and very visible. He wasn't like hidden, you know, like 
like that because I was very weak and I really needed for him to show himself. So if you feel like you ever go through seasons like that, just I believe that God will reveal himself, make himself very clear to you. But as for right now, I, I don't think I'm in that season, but this is a season of the seeking God because there has to be like on our side of our relationship with God, we also have to seek him. It's not like he has to make it easy for us to find him every time. Like we also have to seek him to put effort into it, energy into it. That's what loving God is. It's seeking him. And when we seek him and when we seek him with all our hearts, we'll find him. So now back to the what if thought to worry. Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough troubles on its of its. Uh, okay, okay. Let me just actually go to it. So it's found in Matthew chapter six, and I, and I'm gonna start from the twenty fifth verse all the way to. Let me see. Um, this is where Jesus is speaking all the way up to the thirty fourth verse. So approximately, no, actually, eight verses, I think. So this is what it says. Um, okay, let's start. Therefore, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, do not worry about life, what you will eat or what you will drink. So this is an instruction from Jesus. Do not worry about life. Okay. So if he tells you something, when God tells you to do something, he's going to give you the grace to do it. So yeah, let's continue. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not more of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature, that is to his height, to his height? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the, li the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but, and this, this is where he centers his whole sermon, but seek, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He's saying that, Seek God. Just keep your eyes on God. Seek God. Just live your life having your eyes on God, seeking him, pursuing him in his righteousness and living holy, loving people, serving him, being faithful in your finances and whatever. Seek God. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own is its own trouble. It, let me read from another version, the last part. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, the Passion Translation, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So even to the people that I've been talking to, like, for the past like two months, I've been telling people that just take life one day at a time, one step at a time. Don't don't overthink. Don't overthink. Don't, you know, project yourself into the future too much. Take life one day at a time. And I guess that's even advice for me as well, because God may be speaking through me. It doesn't mean that that it doesn't mean that it is necessarily going into me as well. So as for me. Yesterday, I remember I was having actually an anxiety attack, you know, very worried and um, I was just on my bed. I was like, and it was leading to depression. 
and I, I, I felt like life just got so dark all of a sudden. And I was like, this is not the perpetual depression I was in during the, t the darkest time of my life. But God, it sure feels very much like it. And uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> that was basically my my mood. And uh, I really felt horrible. And God brought me back to what he spoke to me when I what he spoke to me when I really started coming out of the darkest season of my life, which is, which is I will fight for you. And basically, let me simplify it. I will fight for you. Now go live your life. Go enjoy life. That That's basically it. And so Jesus is telling us the same thing. He's telling us, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry. Don't worry at all. And I remember just a few, you know, months ago, I would... I was out of the darkest season. I was already out. But this fear tried to kind of creep in. This fear of like worry about the smallest things. Like, you know, what if what if they get hit by a car? Or what if this happens and this happens? And that that is no way to live. And I know it's not easy not to worry sometimes. Because worry gives us worry. And I'm going to just put slash fear gives us this feeling of control but really it though it gives us a feeling of control we're not at all in control of any situation and if we just let go and let god we let go and let god we let go and trust god that he is in control of our lives and he has nothing but the best in mind for us then he can take that he can then then we can live our lives relaxed without worry and worry is one of the worry is one of the biggest contributors to depression to mental health to certain mental health issues and so when we deal with that we have less depression probably a lot less depression in and such and such and and so when you deal with worry and i know it's not easy to not worry because as I, as I said, it, it gives us a feeling of control, but really we're not in control. But when we trust that God is in control, who has the best in mind for us, that even though bad things may happen, even though bad things may happen, God will take, he will reuse every pain and turn it for your good, for your good and my good. And so back to what Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Today has enough troubles of its own. The Passion Translation says that, but deal with every challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And so as for me, who would be worried about tomorrow, I remember um, even occurred this year and even last year when I really felt like God, I really, it was getting stronger and stronger that, you know what, God is calling me to the ministry. Of course, the ministry applies to every child of God, but like the ministry, like, like full-time ministry. And uh, one of the fears, one of the worries that came into my mind was, you know, you know, just really, really far out projecting myself very far out into the future and what's and that's what the devil tries to do with us he tries to project this worry this this future on us this possible future on us in which in which in turn produces this worry this fear and this depression about a future that has not even already happened that might not even happen and so i was worried about you know what when i when, when i when i when i'm older when I'm older, how am I going to provide for my family financially? I know that I'm going to the ministry, but how am I going to provide for my, fam for my family financially and such and such? And I, I, I just dwelled on that. But thanks be unto God, you and I can let go of our worries and our fears and take life one day at a time. And we can trust that God's plan God did not forget to include anything in his plan. God's plan is far better than our plan. God's plan is far more satisfying. And you'll be so glad in the end that you're that 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 he that he that he had a plan. You'll be so glad in the end that you chose to trust him instead of worry so much. And I heard this from a sermon I heard a few months ago. 
um, where were they preaching? They were preaching elevation and elevation with Stephen Furtick. <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, and by the way, my podcast empowerment with Dilka Wunda was also when I went when making up the name. I thought, okay, what can I name my podcast? Because I had already recorded the first episode and everything, editing and everything, and I was just about to. And I was like, what's my podcast going to be called? And I thought Elevation with Stephen Furtick. And I thought, okay, let's just go with Empowerment with Dale Kabunda. Because like, um, this podcast is about empowerment. So, <laughs> okay, back to my point. Um, who was preaching? I think it was Levi Lusco. And he was speaking that, or was it? No, no, it wasn't Levi Lusco. It was, um, it was Rich Wilkerson. And one of the things he talked about was, I think he mentioned this research that had been done that people in their old age had been asked the question that what what do you wish you hadn't done in your life so much and the majority of them said i wish i hadn't worried so much i wish i hadn't worried so much and so don't give your life don't let worry steal from the joy of your life from the joy of your youth from the joy of the now don't let worry steal from your present because if it steals from your present it the present will in turn become your past then it steals from your past it also has already stolen from your present then that present will also become the future because every future was once every 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 present was once a few was okay the present the current present was once thought of as a future in the past and so it steals from your past from your present and from your future so don't let don't give your life to worry and i know it's not going to be easy but little by little step by step by abiding in the word of god and letting it transform trusting that god is in control of your life you can live a life free of worry and have a, a lot less a lot less trouble with depression and fear and all of that yeah so another thing that's mentioned in our dictionary definition here is, is a relative permanent state of worry and nervousness. So we've already talked about worry. Now let's look at nervousness. Let me click nervousness. The definition of, nervous, of nervousness is the anxious feeling you have when you have the jitters. What is the jitters? I know what it is, but I just want to, you know, simplify it. Like extreme nervousness wow that's not really explan explanatory let's go into another one mm, nah i can't find another one um definition number two of nervousness an uneasy psychological state definition number three a sensitive or highly strong temperament oh well oh temperament <laughs> wow that word is so temperament temperament yeah your usual mood. Okay, yeah. Temperament means your usual mood. Sorry. I got a bit off track there. A sensitive or highly strong temperament. So, nervousness. Now, there's this other synonym. There's this synonym of nervousness called restiveness, which it has a definition number two of. Definition number two of restiveness in my dictionary says characterized by nervousness and quickness to take fright quickness to take fright which is quickness to get scared to get afraid you know any which fright is an emotion experienced in anticipation of some specific pain or danger usually accompanied by a desire to flee or or fight and so the characterized by nervousness and quickness to take fright. And uh, that was kind of me because I really have dealt with like quickness to take fright, quickness to to overthink, quickness to because I think that one of the reasons is because I try to, so much to be God of my life. I try so much to control my life, to have things my way. And uh, of course, I'm exaggerating my words, but um, but this exaggeration is very true. To 
you know, be in control of how things happen and what shouldn't happen. And uh, usually I like very quick to be afraid of the worst possible outcome. And uh, we're not meant to live like that. We're not meant to live in fear. In the in the last episode, we were talking about fear. Oh, the last mental health episode. We were talking about fear. And we were talking about we were not meant to live in a perpetual state of fear. Do you know that fear is a feeling that anticipates, that expects bad things to happen? It's it's the it's let me let me actually go to it. It in, in anticipation of some specific pain or danger. Like you're afraid of a specific pain or danger. And that would be me. And um, it's not to say that I don't deal with it because trust me, I do deal with it. I mean, just yesterday I was having a breakdown. And speaking of breakdowns, I think that it's very healthy in your relationship with God to have breakdown moments. Even Jesus had a breakdown moment before the cross. He was like, my soul is, my soul is in sorrow even to the point of death. And he was breaking down and he broke down before the father, that father, if there is any other way, please, but nevertheless, not mine, but your will. In fact, all throughout the Bible, the psalmists have a lot of breakdowns and I can relate to the psalmist because I'm kind of a poet and I love literature. So I can relate to the psalmist because they, they have these breakdown moments, but they praise God. The same is even like in the songs that I write, the songs that I write with my Siblings and the songs that I write even with other with other people is in these songs they're you I, I don't like to say that they're dark songs or or sad songs. Even the song Prodigal Son, one of the original recordings, I was like, it's not a sad song. It's a song of repentance, of come back to God. So even in the songs, there's this hint of like life is rough sometimes. And sometimes it gets really, really dark. And sometimes we go really, really far away from God. And it, they have this dark, dark tone. And then there's the encouragement part, the part with hope. And I think that if a song has that hope, then it gives someone that hope. So this is so. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. What I'm saying is it's okay it's okay to feel sad, mad sometimes even and to feel bad sometimes. And uh, the thing is as you you can go through it with God. I heard this about they they mentioned this on Joni Table Talk on Daystar a few months ago where they were like she was mentioning this person whose whose parents had died and uh, this is what someone spoke to that person whose parents had died that God's message was to them that don't I know you can you can be you can yell at me you can do all you want but don't stop talking to me do you do you see how how compassionate how sympathetic God is how good God is God sympathizes with us in our weakness and that is the beauty of this God and so how do we deal with this quickness to take fright, quickness to, to, you know, to assume the worst, quickness to, 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 to fear, to expect some specific danger? How do we deal with it? Well, this is how, this is how we deal with it. Let's, let's just go. Let's just go to the, to the scripture. And we dealt, we talked about this in our, in our, in our last mental health episode, which was overcoming fear it's and it's found in first john i believe chapter 4 and i believe 18 and it says that there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment and so you don't want to live your life like that you don't want to live your life in nervousness in, in nervousness which the definition that we just found for rest restiveness which is a synonym of nervousness it's Quickness to take fright. You don't want to live in a quickness to take fright. But this is what we should do to abide in the love of God. God loves us and 
we can trust him with our lives. The same applies to worry. God loves us and we can trust him with everything. God loves us and we can abide. We can fix our eyes. We can see the world through the lens of his love rather than through the lens of fear, through the lens of this projected future that might possibly not happen, that very possibly might not happen. Rather than that, we can see the world through the lens of his love. And how do we fix our eyes on his love? It's by reading his love letter to us. I believe that the Bible, and I I, and I got this, this illustration from God just like yesterday or the day before that, that, and by the way, just, you know, for... For being really specific, today is the 21st of September, um, that reading the Bible is like receiving a text from God. When you read a certain scripture that speaks to you, it's like receiving a text from God. And it's so amazing. And when we read about, when we read in this book about the plans that he has for us, let's, let's just go to that. And I know that sometimes we worry because we, because our plans, things are not going according to our plan. But let's go to Jeremiah chapter 11, verse, oh, sorry. Um, let me see, is it 29, 11? Okay, yeah, probably. 29, chapter 29, verse 11, which says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Let's compare this in our U version. Um, in the message, it says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. And so I just want to encourage you and tell you that what God told me repeatedly in the darkest season of my life is, I am with you. I am for you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. He was remind, constantly reminding me that he is with me. He is for me and he will not leave me. He will not forsake me. And I just want to say to you today that this is God's message to you. He is with you. He is for you. He won't leave you and he won't forsake you. And let me go to another version. The English Standard Version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope, you can trust God. I just want to remind you in this episode that you can trust God with your future. You can trust God with your life. I promise you, he won't fail you. You can trust God even with your past, with your present, with your everything. You don't have to live your life anxious. You don't have to live your life anxious. You don't have to live your life in perpetual fear. Anxiety is like perpetual nervousness and perpetual worry. You don't have to live in perpetual fear and perpetual depression or all that. It was never meant to be like that. It was never meant to be this way. It was always meant for God to carry you through. And I just want to tell you, God cares about your mental health. And don't separate God from your mental health journey. Don't separate God from your mental health journey. When I mention, like, if you need professional help, get it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's taking God out of your mental health journey. In fact, it is in letting him work through the professionals, through the mental health professionals, your psychiatrists, therapists, all that, counselors even, letting God work through them. But don't take God out of your journey because God cares about your mental health. And I want to end with this last scripture, which is found in the book of Peter. Let me see if I still remember it. Um, let me see. First Peter, second Peter. Let me see. Um, I think it's second Peter. Let me see. Oh, sorry. accidentally clicked click my profile um okay 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 can't find it um okay okay oh okay yeah first peter chapter 5 verse 7 
Let me start from six so you can get what why he's saying this. Therefore, humbly humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Now listen, this is for each and every one of us. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Give yourself, put yourself under God, trust him, that he may exalt you in due time so that he will bring out the good harvest, you know, casting all your care upon him, all your worries, all your anxieties, all your fear, everything for he cares for you. He really cares for you. Really, he loves you ridiculously. The Passion Translation says, if you bow low in, in, in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you and as you leave the timing in his hands. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. The message says, so be content with who you are and don't put on airs. I don't even know what that means. God's strong hand is on you. On your life. That's. I, I just added that. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefree before God. He is most careful. With you. Oh I love that. Oh let me read one last translation. This is the amplified classic. Therefore humble yourselves. Demote. Lower yourself in your estimation. Under the mighty hand of God. That in due time he may exalt you. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. God cares for you, man. God really loves you. So would you let go of all of that? I know it's not easy. It's a process. Even I, even This is even to myself to just let go into God's hands and to trust him. To walk life one day at a time and to keep my eyes on him and on his love for me. And the same applies to even you. So we've talked about two points in this episode. We've talked about worry and nervousness. We've talked about worry where Jesus says that do not worry about tomorrow your father in heaven is going to take care of that. In fact, deal with today. Today has enough troubles of its own. And uh, it's really tempting to, to worry because it gives us this sense of control. When, re when really we don't have any control in reality. But it gives us this sense, this feeling of control. As if we can do something about our lives, you know, as if... We can change. Like, what if this happens? Like, I can try to change that. And um, we can let go and let God. We can trust God. And in terms of nervousness, we talked about nervousness. And we went to this word. We found this synonym for it, for nervousness, which is restiveness. And we found the definition number two, which is characterized by nervousness and quickness to take fright. Quickness to take fright. Quickness to be afraid. And uh, we talked about just dwell on the love of God, trusting that God has a perfect plan for your life. And you can trust him with your past, your present, and your future. And so, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a summarized points of the episode. And um, as I've made the habit, I would like us to pray. And in terms of this, yeah, let's go. Our Father, here we are, your children, your beloved the ones whom you love, individually, each and every one of us. Lord, we're asking, we, we want to live in peace. We don't want to live our lives in worry and all anxious, but rather we need your peace, Lord. Lord, you said, peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. So we receive your peace. We receive your joy. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Lord. We receive it. And Lord, as we're walking through our mental health journeys, Father, help us to involve you and, and to let you work, through, even as we're walking through our mental health journeys, to let you work in us 
to let you do something amazing, to let you build our character, to let our your relationship with us, our relationship with you to grow, to become stronger. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us every step of the way. And thank you that you have planned nothing but the best for our lives. And we don't have to live in fear and depression and in anxiety. And we know it's not going to be easy and we know it's probably not going to be overnight. But with your help, Lord, we thank you that we are going to make it out. And once more, we receive your peace and we declare your peace over all our anxious thoughts. We declare peace, be still. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed that episode, that it spoke to you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a really great episode making because actually it it, it, it was like really smooth, smooth. Yeah, really smooth flowing. You know, it was it wasn't very hard to make, and I'm grateful for that. Like, yeah, because usually like it's really hard to make an episode that I get really discouraged that because I because I really care about this podcast really love this podcast and I told you that I would try to be a lot more consistent so this month I think we've made three episodes so far and this is I think the most episodes I've made in the month the most episodes I've made in the months this year so far um the most episodes I've ever made in a concent in a certain radius of time was in the wilderness I made the most episodes in the in the in this in the smallest radius amount of time yeah so carrying on um having made the episodes that i did um the ones the two that were about sexuality my biggest fear was that it would be misunderstood and a lot of y'all would, would think that oh this guy has compromised on the gospel and no i have not compromised on the gospel i was speaking about about what God has, you know, and and I, I guess I guess I don't I don't I really don't care about about anyone's thoughts or misunderstandings because really I I, I wasn't speaking about yeah yeah whatever, but but anyway um I I spoke about romance I spoke about lust and I. St- spoke about sexual misidentification and I spoke about how sexuality is part of our humanity but it is not our identity it is a part of our humanity but it's not our identity and it's really dangerous when we identify with it because unfortunately when we identify with it it becomes an area of great sin and we are called to honor God with our bodies because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit to honor God with our desires, our the desires He's put on the inside of us. That you know, the devil really is a liar at this. But anyway, let's continue. Um, so yeah, I I I'm 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 gonna make two more episodes in the mental health series. There's um, which one? Okay, there is one about insecurities. And there's one where I'm planning to talk about three key issues, which is addictions, oh, addiction, um, self-harm, and suicide in one episode. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's coming up. Yeah. And um, I'm also, I also promised that I would make, for my male listeners, that I would make an episode called The Making of a Man. And that is still coming up. That is still coming up. And also, speaking of which, um, I saw this by um, Jordan Peterson. Let me just go to this. I took a screenshot of it. Let me see if I can find it. And, okay. He was, in this post of his, he was saying, it's okay to be a man. Um, okay, in my YouTube, it says, yeah, 18 um, It means 18 hours ago. Jordan Peterson posted that it's okay to be a man. No, it's not okay. It's necessary. You look around these cities. This uh, okay, I mispronounced. You look around these cities, ah, oh, cities, and see all these buildings go up. These men, they're doing impossible things. They're working on the sewers. 
they're up on the power lines in the storm and the rain. They work themselves to death, often literally. The gratitude for that is sorely lacking, especially among the people who should be most grateful. The social justice bent who are um, who are among the most protected and, and privileged people the world has ever produced. They take everything they have for granted, failing to understand that there's a massive infrastructure of unbelievably hardworking, solidly laboring, working class men breaking themselves in half regularly, making sure that everything that always breaks works. A little, a little gratitude for that is in order. That's just, that's amazing. That's amazing. And so we're going to talk about that. And I, I think that I, I'm, I'm, for ideas on that, um, so far, I have, I have like, you know, like Jesus as an example. We have Joseph. We have Daniel. So far, that's like, I'm still brainstorming, right? So, yeah, I'm glad to have made this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.